0: This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively
1: doing something for 21 days in a row will change
0: your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed.
1: Head to the 21Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.
0: Episode 148, but we did a little something, Farron. We finally, after three years, (laughs) we are giving the people what
1: they want. Which means, three years ago, I had to plant the seed that at (laughs) some point we may be interviewing my husband and your husband for Mm -hmm. the show, but for Jacob, he likes to be eased into it and know with plenty of notice. The old chip away method. yeah, It works, just you gotta play the long game. And I'm here for it, (laughs) I'm here for it.
0: So, today's episode is... You interviewing your husband, Jacob. Oh my goodness, how'd it go? I haven't heard it yet.
1: It went well. I think they were both nervous. We'll talk about Morgan's um, in the next episode, but I think there was a little bit of realization that maybe they think we just show up and talk with a microphone on, which we kind of do now, but I remember being nervous. Yes. The first like dozen episodes Mm -hmm. that we did, and so it was just neat to see. The thing that I think the audience needs to know about Jacob, there's two. The first one is... He's, he's a pretty quiet guy. Mm-hmm. Once you get to know him, he'll talk more, but especially the first time he ma- meets you, you're going to get maybe two or three words out of him, Yeah, and his face is going to look angry, but it's not. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so he has a nice, low voice. Well, you know what? Maybe you need to tell him to say it with a smile. Uh, I was just glad he was talking. Okay. Step one. <laughs> we'll get to saying it with a we'll smile. We'll get them back on in approximately three years and see how they do again. Exactly. The other thing that you guys need to know about Jacob, and you'll see how this plays out in the episode, is he will admit that he doesn't have the best memory on things, which for a <laughs> while I was like, that's a nice out, like a cop-out, like, sure. well, I don't remember what I said or did wrong. It's my memory. But uh, it's, you're going to see how it plays out. I don't want to give too much of it away. But he does admit to it before I use it against him. And well all the honesty. <laughs> <Honestly. laughs> I emphasize that he said it about himself because I knew it was going to come in handy later in the episode.
0: Perfect. I'm so (laughs) excited to hear this. All right, y'all. Stick to the end. It'll be good.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome today. We have a special guest. It's my husband, Jacob. Say hi, babe. Hi, babe. Good job. You're off to a great start. (laughs) So we've brought in the husbands to wrap up the series on love languages because it's all about relationships. As we've mentioned before, it can be with your significant other, but we have relationships with our children, our family, coworkers, friends, and we want to, you know, maintain and develop those healthy relationships. So we're going to talk a little bit about love languages today, and before we reveal to each other how we scored on uh, the love language assessment, we're going to open with this question. So in the book it says, can you pinpoint a time in your marriage when reality set in and how did this affect your relationship for better or for worse? I think it's important to preface that Jacob adamantly admits and not remembering <laughs> <It's a fair laughs> point. lots of things. So um, I get to fill in with whatever my brain interprets as the memory.
2: <laughs> I would say when we had Tori and she didn't sleep.
1: Oh my gosh, that was reality. That was a lot of sacrifice, and <laughs> you took the brunt of a lot of that because I couldn't handle the crying, and you're like, I can handle the crying, but i got to sleep at some point. So yeah, kids definitely... Will give your marriage a reality check, right? It goes from just you guys meeting each other's needs to a big focus shift to kids. I agree. I think even just being pregnant <laughs> and then moving two weeks before having.
2: Yeah, a baby. there was a lot going on.
1: A lot of transitions, and that's how we live our life. We have a lot of transitions all at once, and then nothing for a few years, and then a bunch all at once. So, all right. See, you're doing great so far. Question one, done. What was your lowest, and the audience already knows what, we did this a while back. So we were in a church group and we did a, it was young married couples. So we did this as a book study in our church group. And so we took this test 10 or 11 years ago. And so I have already told them, What you scored on the first go-around. Now, you're making the face that you don't remember.
2: (laughs) No, I don't remember. Which we
1: already established that fact about you. You have many great qualities. I would count this as a good one, too. So, (laughs) Yeah, you can forget past transgressions. So, there we go. (laughs) So, what was your lowest?
2: Uh, Receiving gifts.
1: And you know what, folks? I knew it. (laughs) You know what you scored the highest on the first time?
2: acts of service for sure
1: receiving gifts No there's yes. no way absolutely yes. no you, Yes 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 the reason i remember it was so traumatic because you are the guy that says don't get me a birthday present i would rather know that we saved the money Like you've no said way. I, no you said that before you did and i was appalled and so I didn't speak much during this session because I was like... This didn't happen. Who did I even marry? I don't know.
2: This didn't happen. I
1: told the audience. They already know. So it's fact. You don't have a good memory. I got
2: zero on that. Zero.
1: Okay. Well, I also got zero. That was my lowest. <laughs> um, now, not to say, like, you do a really good job of getting me a card. Like, that is something for birthdays, anniversaries, and Valentine's It's because I got in Day. trouble
2: one time, and I do remember
1: Well, and yes, it's just, and you always write in your card too, that you might not be the best at verbalizing how you feel. And that's why I love cards because you pick it out and then I look at those words as your feelings. So choose wisely.
2: (laughs) Uh, I do.
1: You do a great job getting cards. But yeah, that was a learning curve. Um, I am guilty of thinking that he can read my mind because sometimes he does. Oftentimes he does, which isn't really fair to him. Um, But yeah. So, you do good with that. Alright, so this first... Oh, so then what was your highest?
2: Words of affirmation.
1: Awesome. Mine were pretty even. I was going
2: to say all of mine are even, the rest of them. Okay. Except for quality time.
1: So, mine was nine and then seven, seven, seven.
2: Mine was ten... Four eight
1: eight. Oh my! So I don't care about spread.
2: I don't care about spending quality time with you. <laughs> and
1: here we are. Guess what? My highest scoring was <laughs> my highest one was quality time. So that's just lovely. Okay, let's share about how our marriage works so well despite <laughs> these difference in scores. Okay, well we'll do a deeper dive when we get to um, those chapters, but. The first one is on words of affirmation. So it says, what would you most like to hear your spouse say to you? Mine is, you want to go out for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really great phrase to hear.
2: Um, Supportive.
1: Supportive, encouraging. Yeah. You have a line of work that requires a lot of, uh, I don't know, a good gut because... There's ups and downs and lows and highs, and you don't always know how it's going to turn out. So, yeah, encouraging you in your work. I will tell you from my <laughs> little brain, <laughs> I do try to let you know that I recognize the, thing, the acts of service that you do. I know those kind of overlap.
2: Yes, I think that's what it is. I think it's like knowing that I do things to help the family, and then if you verbalize that, you recognize it.
1: Like an appreciation.
2: Yes, being appreciative because I think a lot of times in work, it's not appreciated. Yeah. Appreciated.
1: I got you. Yeah, I don't know that your renters or tenants are like, thank you for being a great landlord. <laughs> I appreciate you coming and fixing our plumbing issues at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So, um, yeah.
2: Right, I think that's what it is.
1: Who doesn't like a good pat on the back? And like you said, uh, we don't always get that in our line of work where we're at you know, nine to five a lot of days. And so if you guys are at home and you can provide those words of encouragement, I can definitely see how that could be appreciated. I also like to hear when you acknowledge things I'm doing. And I feel like here lately, there's times I feel like big mom fails or big mom guilts and you're quick to kind of Put that negative self-talk or, you know, those lies uh, to rest, you're just encouraging, especially in my role as a mom, trying to navigate these kids' lives and raise them right. So that's more some recent examples that I can think of. But any attaboys always are uplifting and encouraging. The next chapter, it says, what in your marriage detracts you from spending quality time? Aside from the fact that it's your second to least <laughs> <laughs> expressive love language.
2: Kids and work?
1: Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I think those are pretty straightforward. I think
2: if we had a babysitter or a more, we're coming into where we could use a babysitter and actually get away from the kids and they would be okay.
1: Yeah. I agree. Having kind of that steady, reliable sitter. I don't know what it is. We haven't really found one, but I think part of it is we we don't have or take the time to actively search for one. But yeah, the kids are getting older too, and so leaving with the sitter, leaving them with the sitter isn't as nerve-wracking or work to prepare or whatever.
2: I think we're also both homebodies and want to stay at home. Yeah. But I think now even both of our schedules are kind of clearing up or becoming more where we could actually do it and maybe in 10 years quality <laughs> time will be my number one you
1: know you'll be like <laughs> it's the 10-year episode Re-
2: receiving review. gifts was never a thing oh i, my I, I gosh. never i would never want a gift ever not 10 years ago you
1: know what i'm gonna try to find the book <laughs> where we.
2: Were I, I know where it's at okay. we'll, we'll settle this <laughs> she's lying folks Lies.
1: Wow. wow. Heard it
2: here first.
1: There is research <laughs> to show that, you know, we kind of twist our memories a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> See,
2: she's wrong. So, I know.
1: I said that, you know.
2: We're getting it's the old group gift? back together and we're going to discuss. <laughs> I remember. Uh, <laughs> Never, no. <laughs> just, eh, next just,
1: chapter. Will you just say 100%. 100%. Okay, because every time you say that, you're 100% <laughs> wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh. Whatever. Anyways, no, I like your point, though, about um, things that detract us, because I think I've said that before, too, that by the time we have time, we're so exhausted from putting in to our jobs and our kids that if we have the choice, we just want them to go to bed early so we can go to bed early and, again, be homebodies. But um, yeah, that's good. I don't know that I would have had that perspective, but you're right. Our, Our schedules and our lives, we're still working really hard. But I do feel like we're having a little more energy to go out and do things.
2: And I don't, I can't sit unless I'm...
1: That is another good thing to let them know. Yes, I call him um, that a thumb twiddler or that he likes to piddle. But it, I also give you credit that it is for my benefit because we're going to get to access service, but your inability to sit still <laughs> results in several acts of service which i also appreciate and don't want you to stop doing so <laughs>
2: right. i just, I just can i can't sit and you know watch tv if there's other things to be done i can't things aren't comfortable if uh, if there're things on my mind that i need to do physically and if i sit for a long time if i have to do computer work for okay. a few hours it drives me insane. and I have to go outside and I have to do something.
1: Yes. I think I can picture your mom like you being upset, like when one of our kids is upset and her just being like, do you need to go outside? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Well, I tell our kids that. I just tell them, y'all go outside. Yeah. Just go outside. And I think that is probably very true.
1: Yeah. I think one thing just hearing you say that is um, where we live now, it lends itself well to taking walks and so we've had some good conversations again not deep or whatever but just where we get to finish a complete thought <laughs> <laughs> there's still interruptions because the kids join us uh, most of the time but that that's a win-win situation you're out walking around i'm getting some exercise but it again that could be what quality time looks like even for me um, and then we've been more intentional lately, too, about trying to have, like, a breakfast date. So, finding time in our work week, the week end before the week, to try to pick a day to go. And, again, we could sit here at home, but there, even if it's not a literal interruption of a kid, I think, at least for me, I right now I have a list of everything I'm going to do as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> and right. it can be a little distracting. Okay, so... Quality time, Jacob's second lowest score, and mine, number one. The next one uh, is on gifts. And so we both scored a zero, even though past Jacob really liked (laughs) gifts. This is not true. Okay, so gifts. No, not really relatable for us.
2: I think gifts are, I like gifts, but it's like I would rather spend money on things that I want and you can buy whatever you want. Like, I don't think either one of us spends a lot of money wastefully. And we all always think about, you know, the purchases that we make. So I don't want to, I have a, I do have a surprise for you and you're going to like it. Yeah. But it's like, that's not really my way or my way of communicating love or my way to receive love. Yeah, I guess it's like we
1: I definitely think that for some people, again, I don't mean this offensively, but like that's the way they're wired, that that is how they feel loved. I think um, you have an employee that gives and loves receiving gifts.
2: Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's hard for me to do. (laughs) I mean, either way, like reciprocate that. I know that she that's something that's meaningful to her. But to me, it's like, this is wasteful. This is, you know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard for us to do, but I think both of us do have a healthy understanding that for some people that is how they love, especially the ones that give. I can see that, like, in giving my time or you give a lot of your time and your skill set. So I think we give people gift of time and energy, but not so much.
2: Right, I will give anybody time, you know,
1: Um, Just not as a service time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My um, quality time is an act of service. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I don't know if it works that way.
1: I'm seeing a lot of, you know, overlap here. So the actual question or thought in this chapter, or gifts, sorry, is to reflect on ways to give gifts even if finances are tight.
2: I think that takes an intimate knowledge of the person. I think any any gift, I guess, and it's like, oh, it's the thought that counts. Well, (laughs) (laughs) maybe not. (laughs) And I feel like I don't want them to do that to put, especially if I know or perceive their financial situation is less than mine. I don't. I have to think of it as you know that really meant a lot, and I think it goes back to like you know the lady who. Wash Jesus' feet, right? Yeah. It's like all of that. Like she gave everything. So it's like it really meant something to her to do that.
1: Yeah. And so I don't know if you can relate to this, and maybe I need to do some work on myself here, but if someone gets me a gift, then I'm like, oh, man, are we starting something here? Absolutely not. Where Absolutely then it's not. like, okay, so they gave me a gift, and now are they hoping that I get them a gift? Because is that their love language? And crap, that's like I don't get that, and I'm not great at it. Child's birthday presents, we're really good at picking. Well, people have told us. They could be lying. But we, we think we're pretty good at buying <laughs> birthday and Christmas gifts for kids. But trying to pick out gifts for adults is challenging. But you like, too, like, I feel like this comes up every Christmas, the idea of, like, if I really need something, I'm fortunate enough to be in a situation where I can go get it. I don't have to wait till birthday or Christmas. And a lot of that is you steward our finances very well. But the other thing is, is like, you know, if I see something and think of somebody, I'll pick it up and I'll give it to them. But that doesn't always happen to fall around Christmas. And so then you're...
2: Right. And I think you're good at like, oh, this person mentioned this in a conversation and I know that would help them out. So you do really, really good with that part of it. But just going back and reiterating, (laughs) if somebody buys you a gift, you don't (laughs) owe them anything like... If they are giving you a gift, it is, it should be either, it should be from their heart or they're just trying to manipulate you or a situation or they're doing it for other reasons other than a love language. So I don't care. Like, if you buy me a (laughs) gift, thank you very much. I'm not buying you one unless I think that you would use something. Yeah. I mean, like.
1: No, that's good. Because when I buy people gifts, I am not giving them a gift under the premise that they better get me one back. So, yeah. For sure. So, if you guys ever receive a gift from Jacob Drew, you should feel very fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I, whatever. <laughs> gift like a physical gift, but again, you are very giving in lots of other ways. So, All right, the next one is acts of service. It says, many acts of service will involve household chores, but not all. What are some non-chore ways of serving your mate? Hey, when you put gas in my car, that (laughs) is in the top probably three acts of service. Absolutely.
2: It's really an act of service for me, so I don't have to pick you up on the side of the road when you forget to get gas. Well, there
1: you go. (laughs) Self-serving. I like it.
2: No, I'm just kidding.
1: Also, when you kill bugs or take care of gross things. No, that's... But now Brianna is also trained, so... I have a backup for when you're not around.
2: <laughs> for when when I die?
1: I didn't say that. You did. Um, mm. Another act of service. If kids throw up, you're pretty good at cleaning up the throw up, and I clean up the kid. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you do. That's a, I
2: feel like that's a household chore.
1: I, if that was a regular <laughs> chore that had to be done. I got another act of service that you do really well. Oh my. I said it earlier, but you do a lot with managing our finances and money and paying the bills and make, you always have a plan moving forward and you do very well. For
2: Wait, the- where did you score? I haven't heard your score on that.
1: I scored sevens on oh, acts on of this. service and uh, I can't even remember the other ones. There they are. Acts of service, physical touch, and words of affirmation. We're all sevens. Quality time was number nine.
2: I think taking care of kids and dealing with them, you do very well as an act of service. (laughs) (laughs) Managing their emotions, or
1: something you've said before too, because of your memory and all, (laughs) (laughs) is that like making holidays fun and like even the stuff at school, dress-up days.
2: Yes, I would not do any of that if you weren't here.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I mean, I don't do all the fun days. I didn't do it as a kid. It was like, go to school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you dressed? Did you eat? Did you do your work? Good. You're done.
2: Yes, but you do all kinds of fun little things that are fun, and they're really fun for the kids, but I, that's just not in my wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. And probably planning family outings. I don't, the game. No, Yeah. No.
2: Planning, vacations, outings, that's not for me. I like to do them, but I think the stress of dealing with all that is not, like, I would rather just stay home.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like,
2: instead of planning and doing, I like, if we go on vacation, I like for everything to be planned and taken care of, and you just tell me what to do, and I will have fun. But the planning, and that is not for me.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, we'll see. So, those are some ways that you can have access service without involving chores. Um, I think some of that, like you said, with the gift, to give a really good gift, you got to kind of know that person intimately. And so, I think to be good at access service is knowing what your significant other dreads or does not like. And sometimes we both hate it. And so, then when you suck it up and do it anyways, that's like a big gesture. But then hopefully they express their appreciation for it. But if they don't, if you know they hate doing it and you do it for them, I promise there is a general understanding of appreciating that you're doing it, even if maybe it's not well communicated. So,
2: right, I don't probably don't communicate well that I'm happy when you do chores of all sorts. Nobody likes to do dishes or laundry or cleaning in general
1: see and i think that's one that we both mutually appreciate so all
2: right it's just something that needs to get done and it's not like oh i did it last week and like keeping score i think is mm,
1: a, you know that's a good topic to bring up yeah keeping score i
2: think that's a terrible you know way of life in general mm-hmm. just in all aspects of life you can't just oh well i did this oh well and and that kind of goes back to your gift giving right It's like, are you keeping score? Are you just doing it because you love that person just because?
1: And you know, it'll brighten their day and make them feel loved and appreciated.
2: Right. I think when the house is clean, we're both more calm and more, you know, relaxed.
1: Yeah. And I think when we've described kind of those custodial duties or chores around the house, it comes in waves. Perfect world, we're both working on chores at the same time and our house is clean in under 30 minutes at any point any stage right we can have it ready in 30 minutes but we also recognize that there's times and seasons and seasons literally could be months i think when i was a school teacher like in the classroom i mean during the school year uh it was all you babe <laughs> <Got> <laughs> a it. lot of times it was all him Um, But then, you know, he'd have different stressful seasons and um, that's when I would tag in as much as I could. So, yes, scorekeeping would have only created more tension and that's not really the meaning behind getting the chores done. It's a mutual goal. So then the last love language is physical touch. Physical touch. So that was your other eight?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: And then, of course, mine's a seven. It says recall some non-sexual touching times that enhanced intimacy between the two of you. What made these special? Now before you answer, I have to tell you, I have to tell you what just happened. Um hopefully Brooke and her awesome editing skills took this out. But I skipped a question. And so it says, what does your spouse do to make them feel more significant? And then you pointed in the book to physical touch. <laughs> and I was like, going to laugh at you? Like, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized you were telling me I skipped a question. Now that could be uh, part of your answer. Right. But so
2: You said non-sexual physical touch.
1: Non-sexual physical
2: touch. Physical touch. Like all physical touches from you.
1: Are sexual. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have shared, of course, we talked about this chapter that I do like touch. And one thing, let's take it way back. Oh. <laughs> when we first. I don't
2: remember. I can already tell you that.
1: Yeah, see, he's got, it's a, an out card. Um, when we first started dating, and I don't even know if we were like official, but walking around the college campus. As soon as we would like meet up, you'd hold my hand. Everywhere we walked, you'd hold my hand. There was none of that awkward movie theater where like you put your arm on the armrest and then you kind of stretch your pinky out. And then like, is he going to hold my hand? No, you were just very confident. And I love that, you know, you were going to walk around and hold my hand. And maybe you were like, yeah, because then the guys know. That's right. i got
2: to <laughs> mark in my territory. Ew.
1: <laughs>
2: I could have peed on
1: you. No urine was involved <laughs> in the marking of a territory.
2: Well, I think, yeah, just confidence in that.
1: It was attractive, and here we are today. <laughs> that's
2: right. Be confident.
1: You do. You do not lack confidence, that's for sure. Um, I don't know.
2: I think, so... Recent last night, I was cooking dinner, and you massaged my back neck. Yes. So
1: I do look like looking at your backside, and so we're both in the kitchen. I'm trying to get the kids' meals. He's finishing up our delicious chili that we had last night, and you know, just as I run a plate to the table, I'll like rub his back, like rub my hand on his back. But then I could tell that he was over there like trying to pop his neck from slaving over the stove. (laughs) And so then I just came up and I was rubbing his shoulders. And again that took I guess that back to that awareness or knowing you on an intimate level to know that, you know, washing dishes or being over the stove really kills both of our our backs and even our upper back. So it it's a reflex these days. It's not like I really had this whole thought process, but for those of you that maybe Physical touch is not your love language, but it's your partner's. Um, there are signs and signals, right? Body language to, to right. tell.
2: And I, I don't know that I would say my love language was is physical touch, because most of the time I just don't want to be touched.
1: Well, we're touched <laughs> out by our kids. Right, I was
2: going to say. I mean, that's it.
1: Yeah. By the time they've been around us all day, we're like, can I have just, like, some space? Our bed is huge. <laughs> and thank God, because it's like... I just, don't touch me. I want to go to bed. I want to have my space. Um, but so I think
2: always always walk by and slap your butt and grab your butt. Yes. Whether or not in you In fact, like if it.
1: you don't, then I'm kind of like, what's wrong? Is he mad? I'm just kidding. <laughs> your face right <hurts> now. <laughs> no, but we do that a lot. And, you know, in the household, I mean, there may have been a time or two where it was like a reflex and we quickly realized giving the scenario, like, Need to dial that back, but it's just again—it's like a pat on the back, but a pat on the butt. <laughs> Get in the game. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And then just uh, kiss goodbye or kiss hello—that you know, it's not leading anywhere. But yes, it is. <laughs> Save this one for later. <laughs> this is gonna be. You gotta keep. In? You gotta keep it on the table. <laughs> oh. So many ways to take this. this well, is,
2: that's not what I was saying. <laughs>
1: this is not the after hours episode. <laughs> but I think you do have to know your partner in that sense because some people do not want to be touched at all. Um, but to me, the small testing or touching gestures, I mean, even when we're at church and we're singing and you just like put your hand around my waist during a song or... When we're praying, and you grab my hand,
2: I think holding hands like my hands get hot, and oh, my I hands know. swell. Like it's like I'll hold your wrist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a hot box, is how he'll describe it. Like just a heater, I radiate heat. <laughs> yes, yes. Even though I'm constantly cold, not sure what's happening there. Any doctors in the audience? But yeah, so nowadays you don't tolerate the hot hands. I
2: will hold your hand for a minute. It's just not going to be. Mm-mm already marked my territory. I don't need to hold your hand. That's ever. what I'm saying. There's a <laughs> ring on my finger,
1: so now he doesn't have to hold my hand. I see. I see what you did there. I'll hold your butt. That is accurate. Yes. Yes, you will. Okay. <laughs> on that note, let's advance to the next question. What does your spouse do to make you feel more significant? Conversations and quality time. And it's not that I don't feel like you value me. But I think there's times where we're both crazy busy and like ships passing in the night is the phrase people will say. And so if we go uh, too long without having, again, it doesn't have to be a deep conversation, but just quality time where we're having a conversation beyond who's taking the kids, who's picking them up, what's for dinner, what did I need to get from the store um, I can kind of feel like invisible or like disconnected, but it's not me thinking he doesn't love me anymore or we're having marital problems. It's just that disconnect that I know can kind of eat at my heart. And so when you, when we do have those times together, it makes me feel significant or seen or heard and not just. Paddling to survive, keep afloat.
2: Yeah, but I think we—you're gonna have those right. situations in and out all through life. And of I mean, course. it's like knowing that we're going in the same direction is always, you know, we're on the same team, no matter no matter what. And I think we both both know that. But like when we're when you do acts of service, you know that tell like I don't need you to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We don't have time for that.
2: Right. It's just like if we're we're, we're moving towards a common goal and, you know, the dishes are piling up and you take care of it. Like, to me, that's like, you know, thank you. That's good. We're going in the right direction. You love me. That's a, to me, something that, or, you know, taking care of the kids or doing something, you know.
1: Yes. Two thoughts. I hope I remember both of them. We'll see. But I think uh, we just had a love series at our church that we attend, and it's kind of that filling in the gap. So, when a thought comes into your mind, does your mind go to worst case scenario or the negative or like a suspicion? But I think you and I do a good job of when you are really busy and then you're exhausted. I'm not going to ask if you want to (laughs) go on a date that night. Um, And it's the thought or suspicion could be he is just busy and doesn't want to make time for me because he doesn't care, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Let's fill in that suspicion or that gap with knowing, like you said, we're on the same team, we have the same goals, and kind of, you know, shifting your perspective. Hey, he's providing, so that way we can go and um, plan family trips, and, you know, that costs money, it turns out. I think the other thing is uh, neither of us like to probably be told to do it. (laughs) I mean, that doesn't mean like chores. Um, If we ask, I think when we've...
2: Nobody tells me what to do.
1: Whatever. Gabby does. (laughs) It's true. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Because there are times that I have asked. I don't expect, again, it's not fair to ask someone to read your mind. But I don't just bark orders at you, I guess. So, in those times when life's crazy busy and there's a pile of dishes, again, I don't fill the suspicion in of, well, he's not doing the dishes because he just expects me to do it. And hey, I'm over here busy too. Um, we both can go to sleep with a sink full of dishes knowing that eventually it'll get done. And again, not being like, how come you didn't do the dishes? It would have really helped if you did. Uh, we're able to step back and take kind of a broader perspective on, on custodial duties. So
2: acts of service being affirmed or when things are hard, I think the words of affirmation help during hard times or difficult. I don't know. I don't say that we're having difficult times in life, but just like that is always, I think everybody has bad days, right? So when there are words of affirmation doing something or like I see you doing this you know
1: yeah you wouldn't want me to just like blow smoke or yeah I would tell you you to mm. yeah cheesy raw raw affirmations yeah I don't do that so I think that's what you're saying right that like when you are grinding it out or having a bad day and you need Or would like, maybe, words of affirmation. And I don't know that you'd even express that. you. Hey, I'm having a bad day. Can you cheer me up? Like, you would never (laughs) word it that way. But meaningful affirmation, tying it to something that's actually happening or going on, and not just to...
2: Yeah, I think the words of affirmation takes your mind off of whatever you are... You know, I think in everyone's mind, you are harder on yourself... So it's, like, a word of affirmation gets you out of, like, oh, yeah, that's not really that bad. Or, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, you do that really well, I just hearing you explain it in that way. Like, if I'm stressed out or having anxiety, worrying about something, you can make a comment, you know, not, like, get over it, right? That wouldn't be very helpful. But instead, you do a good job of, like, calming me down and have, helping me take a bigger step back and seeing, like, big picture Um, it might not change the situation but it's encouraging and helps for me it helps put things back into perspective and a lot of times it's this job is really important however uh, family and life and your health and it'll get better remember when you got better at the other thing or you'll figure it out remember how many other things you figured out so I like those encouraging words
2: yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of times that I just you don't want to do things, right? I mean, mm-hmm. custodial things. I mean, just I think everything. I think trying to outserve you, I think, is something that we've heard before. Like you try to outserve your your partner, and I think just that. Like, I know you don't really want to go to the store. I know you don't want to get gas. I know you don't want to do anything except for sit on the couch and veg out after a long day. It's like, so I get that. And like, to me, I think being, you have to, I have to be a leader of the house and doing whatever it is, even if I, I don't like taking out the trash, I don't like cleaning the toilets, I don't like fixing nasty stuff. But it's <laughs> like, it, I know that, you know, that is my role or I, I assume the role. To do all those things. And so I think you see that. So
1: Mm -hmm. I definitely, the way that you serve me or live your life or provide for your family, I will tell you that I always have the feeling of I'm going to be okay or that I'm taken care of because of how you do what you do. So that's something that I don't take for granted. you know, I think we have a lot of trust and respect with our relationship. And um, I think the foundation of that is knowing that at the end of the day, you're going to, you take good care of us. So,
2: yeah, I think, I think honestly dealing with the kids um, on every level, <laughs> <laughs> just emotional and you're supportive of them. Like, to me, that's not me. Like, I'm just, I don't.
1: I have my limits, too. And I do want the audience to know that you are a phenomenal dad. Um, You are there. You're present. You go to every sporting event. um, You teach them cool things. They play in the mud and dirt. So you do a lot of those things. But what I might be hearing you say is, like, especially when they're in those emotional states. (laughs) I don't do do emotions. And they want to talk.
2: I don't do that either.
1: And if they're throwing a fit, it's like, just stop crying. And it's like, well, or.
2: (laughs) Go outside.
1: You know, and even, you know, consequences and punishments as well. But what I do appreciate is when I need, because sometimes I've reached my limit. And then if I need to tag you in, you you jump in. And
2: I think we have different parenting styles. Good cop, bad cop. And sometimes (laughs) I'm the good cop. And sometimes I'm the good cop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That's okay. I don't mind being bad cop because in, they'll grow up and tell you my parents did <laughs> right, this. I think it doesn't matter. I think yeah. as long as we're I'm growing never...
2: good humans, I think yeah. we're
1: Yeah. I'm never going to do what my mom did, right? We could all probably say that about our parents and then it's just a flip-flop kind of action there. So, I do. I do try to take on that side of things. But it would be wrong if the audience thought you weren't involved or didn't contribute because you pull a lot of weight in the I parenting I don't care what department. they think about me. I already know. Confi- <laughs> confidence. And this is my husband, Jacob DeBrew. <laughs> All right. Any, any advice that you would give a couple that maybe isn't feeling on the same page or one of the spouse's... Isn't feeling loved. I feel like I'm a little troll and
2: <laughs> frozen. If I'm a love expert.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's our life, guys. <laughs> Disney all the time.
2: I think um, if I think the whole thing about trying to outserve someone, like I don't, I don't think any, even if you score the lowest on acts of service, I think like everyone needs stuff done, like chores, custodial thing. Nobody likes to do it. I think that um, would always lead to, hey, he really cares. But, I mean, it's like, okay, so you're doing dishes, but are you, like, slamming stuff around? It's like, just do it. And then um, I would also say physical touch, um, you know, small walking by, you know, touching her, you know, just smacking her butt. (laughs) I just think that all of those things, um, even, I mean, I think any of these, I think the receiving gifts, just just because I don't really understand it, like, I don't, I think that would be like trying to buy your way out of something if you were in trouble, even if that was her love language. is like, oh, well, he's just buying me. But, you know, words of affirmation, hey, you know, you look good today, or hey, you know, thanks for doing that. I think all those things on a very small scale, doing them a little bit at a time or just starting to do it I feel like that would spark
1: yeah on wow wow he's giving me the raised eyebrows <laughs> if you know you know I like what you said though like the the service piece I think it's communicating to your partner that you're trying and that you want the relationship to succeed if you are at a place where um, and maybe it's a one-sided feeling. where you're feeling unloved or like, again, you're not feeling the passion that you once felt. So acts of service, I do agree that it kind of is the underlying language of all the languages. So if they like gifts and you're like, oh, that means I have to like, think about what they like. I have to do some research on the thing. I have to order it or heaven forbid, go to the store. And then what do I just give her the brown Amazon box or am I supposed to like put a bow on it? So even gifts of service, or gifts can seem, it requires the act of service. And I think acts of service also require you to not be selfish, right? You're looking outside of yourself and not. Right, you're al- going to
2: have to put out your time, right? Yeah. Like it's going to take time, whatever act of service it is, even if it's touching you, like that is taking time away from your selfishness.
1: Time, thought, yeah, all of it. And so um, instead of being like, well, if only they would do this, then I would feel more loved. Something that the book had said, just to remind you, but also, let you know, Jacob, um, is... Oh, you know, I didn't read it. Well, you know. Okay. <laughs> that a lot of, in a lot of these situations, even like the most dire situations, when one spouse started initiating speaking the other person's love language, it was recipro- reciprocated eventually some immediately some it took some time but again if somebody feels loved they're going to want to also then express love that you might have to be the first to engage I like too that you talked about physical touch again because if you think about it at least again the question I gave you was in reference to uh, husbands and wives like that's the big separator between all the other kinds of relationships you have in life whether it's with your children like i hope so right like (laughs) i right that's like yeah but our kids we love and hug and kiss on them and you know i'll hug my parents high and bye but uh physical touch is a big piece of what makes um a husband and wife relationship so intimate um and i think that it is hard again for people that they really don't enjoy that aspect is trying to find a mutual physical touch that you can endure. <laughs> and I can't maybe you can stand when
2: you touch me. You
1: can grow to like it. Well, and I would dive deeper. Like what is it? Is it because you're mad at them? Like if we, heaven forbid if we're arguing or fighting like I know some people are like when you're having an argument, you should hold, hold hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch me. And it's That's because you
2: can't fight if you hold
1: hands. Don't even look at me and quit breathing so loud, you know. Um, but yeah, so I would I would dig deeper and we're big, uh, proponents. We're all for, um, therapy on this podcast and we know that there is real life trauma and things that you could have been through and still, um, you know, haven't quite worked through yet that could be inhibiting. So, um, I don't know if that just came to my mind. So I thought if it's from God, I'm going to just share it with y'all. But if that is something that, you know, needs to be addressed, I just encourage you to, um, Work through that. Move through the other side of that. It won't ever go away. But I believe there is healing uh, on the other side. So, Well, Jacob, thank you. That wasn't painful, was it?
2: I'm still here.
0: Oh, my gosh. Farron, my whole life
1: is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> this whole miniseries, I feel like... I brought it up a hundred times. I cannot believe it. His highest was gift-giving, which seemed so off at the time. Yeah, well... Turns out it was. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you tell someone you're wrong about your love language, you know? You don't
0: know yourself. I know you. Well, that's crazy that, like, the three super close people to him all thought, have been, will think this. So now we've got to go back and rethink now that he... Or is this
1: just one of those things he thinks he's not, but he really is? I never know. I don't know. So here I have two things to say. The first is we have yet to find the book, but as I mentioned in the episode... If it turns up at some later date, we will share it in the socials. Yeah. So stay tuned. Follow along. The other thing that we've said kind of about like Enneagram numbers as well is depending on the season you're in. That's true. And so maybe before we took this, I had recently got him something that he really enjoyed. And that was fresh on his mind the first time he took this little test. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, that just happened. I liked that. I guess... Uh, point to point A. (laughs) It's the test you have to pick one or the other, right? Yes. So there's some situations, and you can totally read between the lines if you're trying to actually score something in particular. But if you're taking it with all honesty. But I don't know that the first time he could have chosen gifts over some of the other things.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, back to life phase, when you took this 10 years ago, it was very different. It was a very different situation y'all were in.
1: That's my assumption.
0: But then I also hope our
1: audience saw that his second-to-lowest love language is quality time, and my highest is quality time, and that we've kind of found a way to make it work, and what I hope you heard from Jacob, man a few words, is (laughs) the idea of out-serving each other. Yeah. So even though... His second to lowest might as well have been a lowest because he wants to just throw out gift giving in general. Uh, So let's just say his lowest real language was quality time that he still, as an act of service, knows that that's what I like. And so we shared a few ways that you can find some, excuse me, you can find some middle ground. Well, I'm going to pick
0: my jaw up off the floor and figure out <laughs> how my life now Now knowing this
1: information. So thank you for this interview. Well, Mind just, blown. Just to tease the next episode, oh before gosh. we sat down to record today, Brooke mentioned something that Morgan said <laughs> in his interview that goes along with this whole saga. So stay tuned for next week because oh, it's oh, not gee, over. Everything's you, a lie. Yeah, oh. you think it's over. It's not over. Ugh. Come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We help
0: hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful
1: lives. We love providing our Christian-based, personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team, creating
0: the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash wittyandgritty. We've included the link in the show notes.